Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. We want to thank everyone for showing up at this press conference that we called for Richard List. I'm Johnny Townsend, and this is... I'm Trevor Franklin. Uh, and we want to just take this moment at the end of the year, before the new year starts, to thank all those who have, uh, for whatever reason, and I honestly can't understand why, decided to spend a little bit of their time with Trevor and I as we play old video games and talk about them. Yes, Johnny, and uh, we called this uh, end of your press conference to go over some... Like most podcasts do. As most podcasts do, uh, especially the self-important ones. That's right. um, To go over some, should we say, accolades? Yeah. We we feel the need to take this moment and uh, pat ourselves on the back because we don't do it enough, I don't think. So, Trevor... uh, Let's first of all thank everybody we need to thank. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, we want to thank Chris, our producer, who does a lot of hard work because we give him, frankly, just straight up hot garbage. Yes. And he does pretty good work with it. He takes trash yeah. and recycles it into yeah. bird feeders yeah. and uh, good podcasting material. That's right. He's saving the earth as well as saving this podcast at the very same time. Chris Chavez. Also, of course, like I said earlier, we want to thank all the fans. I mean, we this is a humongous podcast now. We started out with just me and you listening to ourselves, and now it's grown to about four or five people. That includes me and you. Which includes me and you still listening to ourselves. Yes. Me and you listening twice on two different devices. <laughs> That's right. We've doubled. No. That's how we do it. To be serious for a moment, Johnny. Um which I'm not sure we know how. We've actually quadrupled our listeners this year. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. We're, and I think probably our, more than quadruple. I'm really bad at math. Yes. Um, our numbers I, have went up quite a bit. And I think it's because our fans have all had children, and they now listen. That's Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of, because... That sounds scientific. Frankly, we have not uh, improved. No, not whatsoever. If you listen to episode one, and listen to the one that we just did, there's no uh, jump in improvement whatsoever. <laughs> That's Maybe how, a small measure. That's how we've decided to live our lives ever since we were born. Just getting by. <laughs> that's our motto of this podcast. And, and speaking of, of decreasing quality, right. I actually wrote these notes a week ago when we were supposed to record. That's right. <laughs> before you got sick. Yep. As I cough. Um, and I wrote on here that we stayed weekly all year long. Until last until week. Until last week. <laughs> yeah. So my note is now wrong thanks to you getting sick. Sorry about that. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say is... Uh, We've covered over 50 games this year, well over 50, uh, because there's some episodes where we covered multiple games. That's right. So there's a lot of hopefully new or revisited games our fans got to hear about. And if you're just joining us now, I mean, look at all this archives you can go back and listen to. Right. I mean, I don't know why you would do that to yourself, but you have the choice to do that to yourself. So Isn't there some sort of uh, like a religion where you're supposed to hurt yourself? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, for all of your weekly... I think you like hit yourself. Retro, game-by-game game uh-huh. needs. 
covering games from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you should always tune in to Retro Bliss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Retro Blist. Now, this is a special year-end episode. Uh, let's go ahead and get some stuff out of the way real quick. Trevor and I are still getting over colds. <coughs> if you hear some coughs like Trevor's right now, I can't mock him for it this time because I have one myself. We have cough drops in our mouths. We're trying our best. We're sorry is what we're trying to say. And on top of that, um, your wife, uh, the, the the very awesome Anna, is stuck in the room with us. Yep. So uh, we're sorry to her. She's trying to read Harry Potter, but we're going to make it as difficult as possible. <laughs> we're not recording in the Shire today. We're recording upstairs. That's right. In the um, Above the Shire. Above the Shire. What would that be called? Bag End, perhaps? Yeah. I guess. That doesn't make sense. Nope. Unless Baggin floats over the Shire. Does it? Not really. Okay. Anyways, it's, it's really cold down in the Shire. It's like 57 degrees, which yes. is cold when you're sitting there like a blob on a chair just recording. Yeah. We'd rather so. be a blob on a chair above the Shire today. Yeah. So that's what we are. Uh, thank, you every- thank everybody. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. So what we're trying to say is, uh, Producer Chris, just do what you can with what we give you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is our year in Spectacular. We did this last year. Mm-hmm. And you loved it so much, and I you do. begged me. I mean, you just, I got so many text messages from you just saying, Johnny, we got to do this again. That's the only thing mm-hmm. that I love, mm-hmm. uh, besides my wife, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, what else do you love? Mm, food. Uh, food. Yeah. Uh, how could I forget that? Chinese food. Uh, but other than that, you didn't have anything else mm-hmm. going for you mm-hmm. at this moment, so mm-hmm. you're like, let's do this mm-hmm. year-end countdown special, spectacular, what what are we calling this? It's our year-end awards show. And top 10 list. Okay. So let, let me just lay it out real quick. Lay it uh, out. There's going to be two halves to this show. That's right. The first half followed by... The second half. The second half. The first half is awards for 2017. That's right. Meaning just whatever awards we could think of, we wanted to give to games we covered this, this year. year. That's right. 2017. So that starts from episode... Uh, 33. It was when we covered... episode... Uh, whatever the latest one is. <laughs> 82? <laughs> 81? Something like that. I think we have 81 episodes now. Well, it works for me. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, the top 10 list is going to be the second half of the show, and it's going to be any game we ever covered since the start of this podcast. Yeah, throughout RetroBlist history. So if you tuned in last year to our award show, there's a chance some games, over 50 games we covered this year. I would say there's a good chance some of those snuck onto our top 10. Spoiler alert, some did on mine. Oh, spoiler. They may have on mine. Ooh. So, yeah, so, yeah we've now at this point covered... I estimated pretty stinking close to 100 games. That's impressive. Because we've we've had at least 80 episodes where we covered games. And also we covered <clears throat> uh, the McRib. The McRib, uh, we, yeah. What else have we reviewed? We've uh, a Vegemite. Vegemite. Vegetable spread. Yeah. Uh, another. Uh, kind of the whole uh, country slash continent of Australia. That's right. We covered that. Yeah. Uh, fairly accurately, may I add. Mm-hmm. We're experts now, I would say. I mean, you literally can ask me anything about Australia, and I'd know the answer, right. like, bar none. Um, but, you know, this is a video game podcast. <clears> and and it, unlike other video game podcasts, we're going to stick on topic. <laughs> sure we are. Trevor, tell me, what do you think about your Christmas tree? Let's review it. <laughs> My Christmas tree is dying, and it's we're staring at it right now because we're upstairs, like I said. Yeah. And it's, what, December 28th? So it's time to take it down. Unless you're... Isn't it <clears throat> called Boxing Day in Australia? I feel like... I don't know if that's the same as Christmas because I'm ignorant. Uh, I thought 
Well, I was going to make a terrible joke. All right, let's boxes. move on. Yeah. Anyways, we're staring at this Wilson but, Christmas tree. So, in my, in my joke, it was like one cardboard box in a in a boxing ring versus another cardboard box. In another. I think That's, we did a video of that. We once. did that as a video when we yep. were like twelve. That was probably yeah. my joke then too. Probably was. That's how my humor is growing. You're progressing. Yep. Um. But yeah. Well, I mean, we we've in our fifty fifty-ish episodes we covered this year. Some episodes we covered multiple games. So there's a lot. I would say there's close to sixty plus games that are eligible for this award segment of the show we're about to do. That's pretty impressive. So any game that meets these award, well, depending on the award, it's either really a great honor or a dubious honor <laughs> yeah. to make this award list. That's right. So, so let's, want to just get into it? Let, uh, the award show. Let's get into it. Yeah. You ready? I Trevor. think uh, I'm going to allow a little dramatic pause uh, as I announce each category or you announce each category. Okay. To allow time for realistic applause from our audience. I think that's a good idea because yep. we're doing this live. We should say that. In front of a live tree audience that's plus right. my wife. There's yep. a Christmas tree. There's your wife. There's a whole mm-hmm. uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer set up near us, including that jerk Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of people we can do this in front of. So let's get into it. Our first award. That's right. For 2017. Uh-oh. The best box slash cart art. So this is art that appeared on the cartridge or on the box for any game we covered in 2017. I thought you were going to give a pause after the announcement part. Pause. <laughs> All right. Thank you, audience. <laughs> this is going great. So here's what I'm thinking. We probably should have decided this before the show. Nope. Do um, you want to just go back and forth? Yeah. And uh, do you want like me to give both my runner-ups, then my choice? No, you give both your runner-ups. I'll give both All my right. runner-ups, then we'll give both I thought you'd say that. Yep. So here we go. Best box or cartridge art for 2017. Again, only games we covered, not any game ever invented. Um, my first runner-up is Air Fortress. Now, Air Fortress, I just love. I just love the way the cartridge looks. It's like got the city and the sky, and your ship is just zooming towards it. How? And it's just such a such a super cool cartridge. I would not have expected it to make this list, but when I really thought about it, looked at the 60-ish, 50, 60 games we covered this year. I had to put that as a runner-up. It's very. It's, it really draws you in how that yeah. how that one is. And then my second runner-up, which for nostalgic reasons of nothing else, I wanted to put as my choice, but that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three: The Manhattan Project. You told me you revealed to me that it's actually a comic book cover. It's either a comic book cover. I know it's definitely art by the original people who created it. So it wasn't made specifically for the game. I don't think it was. I remember seeing this before. Is what I'm trying to say. Which doesn't. Make me like it any less, but it maybe made it just move down a notch in my head. But yeah. I love it. It's just such a good cartridge slash box cover. Yeah. All right. So you ready for mine? Your runner ups. As my computer makes weird noises and Trevor stares at it. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> my first runner up is Castlevania for the Nintendo. Mm. That I think it's just iconic box art at this point, mm-hmm. really. And it's just really cool. And how could you look at that box art and not at least want to see what that game's about? You know? Yeah. I mean, it really draws you in. It's got everything you need to know right there. And I, and the other thing is very important. I don't think it oversells it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's a it's mm-hmm. a lot of times on these older games, they oversell them because they just didn't have the technology to be what the cover right. assumed it was. But I think this one, they got, they got fairly close, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think about it. And my other runner-up was Air Fortress for the Nintendo. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was... That game just keeps coming back to me mm-hmm. for whatever for different reasons, but this was one of them. The box art is just fantastic, and you already talked about it. But I mean, you just have to play it when you see it. 
I agree. And uh, my pick for the Bex box art. Bex. Bex box art. The best box art. Yep, the Bex box art. Or cartridge art. Uh-huh. That we covered for any game this year. Uh, it's Castlevania. Okay. I wanted to pick Ninja Turtles because I like them almost equally. But then I noticed not only does the cartridge just look so great with his Dracula's castle and the whip is almost coming outside of the art. Yeah. And then I looked at the game logo itself and the game logo is so perfect for Castlevania. It's just a complete package. I'm not nostalgic for the first Castlevania game. I didn't start the series until the Super Nintendo, but it's just about unbeatable. So that was my pick. Well, here's a weird thing about this box art one. Literally, uh, every game that you mentioned is on my list. My yeah. favorite box art was Ninja Turtles 3. Yeah, that so, surprised me too much. Um, that really shows that sometimes we're on the same page. And with art, that's pretty impressive because art yeah. is so subjective. Yeah. But uh, but we're both very important artists in this world. So <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. And you, But you've got to have your yang with your yin. You've got to have your uh, powers of Sauron with your fellowship. Uh-huh. By that I mean our next category is worst box art. <laughs> so, would you like to give your runners yeah, I up would, and I'll for do worst it. box art worst 2017 box art. list? I told you when I was coming up with this list. This one was a little tougher for me. Yeah, it took Be- longer. Because overall, there weren't any that were so bad that like I was like, "Oh man, that's terrible." To me, but maybe I'm a lot easier on artists since that's kind of what I do. Yeah, I wasn't. But, but with that being said, uh, my first one. Now, again, this is just a box art. This is not saying anything about the game itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, was Rock and Ball? It's just a really strange mm-hmm. cover. Do you remember it? It's almost like a '80s weird, yeah, type of cover. It was definitely goofy. Yeah, it's very goofy. Um, like I didn't hate it, but I was like, it's just I just didn't think it was great. Okay. And then the other one I had was Ghost House for Sega Master System. Aww. But when I say awful, I still kind of loved it. <laughs> I'll be honest, I consider Ghost House, but I kind of like it. Like, and not just because it's awful. But I can't make fun of you too much because I'll go and give you my runner-ups. Okay. And the first one is Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Yeah. The North American box art is atrocious. I'm sorry, it just is. To me, uh, Ghost House, at least it looks like a bat. That is what's on the front of our yeah, right? Just a bat. Just a bat. <laughs> just one bat. Alex Kidd in Miracle World, he does not even look like his character on the front of the box. He's got this giant fist, which doesn't even look like a fist. And he doesn't even have the right hair color. That's what I was about to say. I thought his hair color was yeah, different, so, too. Yeah, so I'm sorry, but the North American box art is just bad for that game. Um, and my other runner-up, <laughs> I had to look at this because I didn't remember what it looked like, but Kyle Petty's No Fear Racing. I almost had that one, yeah. It is a mess. The box is a mess. Every single font is like a different color and font size. Yeah. It just looks awful. It's like somebody, it's like a, when your dad's trying to be cool when he throws out all those words he thinks the cool kids say now. Right. And it just, that's like that threw up on the cover. Or like when, when your parents type and use emojis and it's just random. Yeah. That's what this is like. Yeah. Which is what my dad does now. He just sends me emojis all the time. Oh. And I try to, and I guess it's up to me to decipher what he's trying to tell me. <laughs> it's a code. It's a game. All right. Trevor, my winner for worst box art of this gaming year for mm-hmm. us was Die Hard Arcade. For the really? Saturday. The reason is that's the guy on the cover is nowhere near who he's supposed to be. <laughs> he doesn't huh. look a thing like I studied this picture. He doesn't <laughs> look a thing like uh, you know Bruce Willis. Uh, and overall, I thought the, the cover wasn't that great. It was probably the worst one to me. Uh, 
Uh, but the game, but the, again, the game itself was way better than the cover. I well, have to say. We might as well start the fire now. I totally 100% disagree. I don't love the Die Hard Arcade box cover, but my pick. But I think you have a nostalgic piece of love for it, though. Yeah, but... Uh, That's where it gets weird and tough. For the one I'm about to throw out, I feel like it just... I Honestly, I had a hard time. Like, well, what was the worst? Because I don't even hate the Alex Kidd box cover. It's just yeah. goofy. Um, yeah, I want to say, I don't think we hate any of these. But I hate this one. When I finally oh. remembered, I actually went and looked at it on the shelf. Like, yep. Bubsy 3D. Two reasons. It was just going to be a runner-up because the, the cover itself looks like the game, but better. Yeah. But it's that horrid art style of the game. The polygonal shapes that don't even look like anything. Bubsy himself, which is a ter- terrible character model in this game. But then I remembered the the half, I mean literally half of the case is taken up by false lying um, accolades. Yeah. Like awards. Uh-huh. Like the top is giving some award that it's the greatest game ever. Then on the bottom, they covered up their own art to try to make you think it's a great game. Um, it's just atrocious. It's a horrible box cover. Um, well, if we were nothing gonna, about it's if, good. If we were going to dock points on games that lied on their covers, we'd have to dock a lot of points on a lot of games. No, but they actually covered their own box art with the No, I, see what, I know what you're saying. So I it's, remember it. It's yeah. special kind of bad to me. And it's not just because the game may or may not have been good. Well. But, so that's my winner for worst box art. I think I think I gave it. I think I forgave it for that because it committed so many other sins. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna call it out for every sin. That's it may fine. or may not appear later on the list. That's fine. My, it may or may not for me too. All right, Trevor. Next up, we're gonna do, of course, the best racing game. So th- this, I mean, I'll just say up front. I love racing games. I'm pretty sure you do. Oh, yeah, for sure. One of my favorite categories. So, uh, do you want me to get my runners up first? Yeah, go for it. So, if you can read it on that, whatever you have there. You know what? I only picked one runner up this time. Uh Uh-oh. I I felt like these two games stood apart uh, for ones we covered this year. Okay. And what really surprises me is the runner-up is Mario Kart 64. Whoa. I really thought this would have been the winner, but when I looked at every single racing game we covered this year... uh, Last year, Diddy Kong Racing was actually the winner. I actually looked that up. Uh, but for me, Mario Kart 64 is the runner-up for best racing game. I got I am surprised, honestly. I thought it'd yeah. be your winner. Uh, my runner-ups are Need for Speed for the Saturn. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I think it really set the standard for... It was a good paving ground for what we have now. Does that make any sense? Like I remember mm-hmm. it being the first game where we were like, oh man, this is what racing games can be. And I not to cut you off, but I, I agree. I didn't... For me, my two that I did pick... Stood above that one, but it was a fun game still. Yeah. And then the other one I have is Top Gear for the Super Nintendo. Mm. Uh, I loved it overall. It actually made me go back and want to play other racing games that are kind of near it or like it. And also the music is just so dang awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was my two runner-ups. Trevor, you're a winner for best racing game. is. I'm very curious what this winner is. Believe it or not, um, this surprised me. I'm walking on air. I tried to be honest as I could be with myself. Uh, and I picked Top Gear. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Top Gear was my favorite racing game we covered this year. Um, and not to rehash our Mario Kart 64 episode, but Mario Kart 64 is not my favorite Mario Kart game. And so when I really looked at it, Top Gear stands on its own. I think it's just such a cool racing game. It's maybe... Not as timeless as Mario Kart 64, but it's the one I enjoyed the most that we covered this year. 
Well, I'm going to surprise you. My winner was Mario Kart 64. Well, it's like we reversed. Yeah, but you can talk me into putting Top Gear there. I think those games yeah. are kind of interchangeable. And I understand what, so I kind of understand what you're saying, what those yeah. two really set themselves apart. They, they definitely did. They both have their strengths. Yeah, the only sure. reason that I had two and I put Need for Speed in there is because you said that we needed two. Yeah. And I, you didn't even listen to your own nope, stupid rule. I didn't. <laughs> well, good job. All right. So... You're welcome. Thank you. Sticker? Did I get a sticker? Yeah. Our next category is, is kind of mean, but I felt like it just applied this year especially. Okay. And that is? Worst character. So, I'll, I'll throw out some... Uh, you want me, I can go first. Can yeah, you go, go ahead. Yeah. All right. My first one is Jaws. And Jaws himself. In the NES game. Not yeah. the Jaws from the movies, because yeah. that character is iconic. But in that game, he's kind of annoying, really, more than anything. And he just shows up whenever he wants. And most of in that game is just, it's just a strange game, don't you think? It is, yeah. And then the other one that I had was Kyle Petty. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad saying it, but Kyle Petty himself in his own racing game. <laughs> well, uh, my two honorable mentions were the weak, pathetic Arnold Schwarzenegger from T2. Yeah. The NES T2 Judgment Day. He's so pathetic. He gets beat up by punks, and he's weak. He just he, you see he's a sham and a shame, and he's not the real Arnold. That's right. Um, and my other one was Daydreaming Davy because he's a dork. He really is, and he's not really a lovable dork. No, he just wants his pencil back. Yeah. So, but I'll just go ahead and say we could probably say our winner for the worst character. We, I, I think we probably can. And you know he this? is. This character is so far above my runner-ups. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. All right, ready? Let's, one, two, three. Bubsy. Bubsy, Bubsy, Bubsy. Bubsy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is the epitome of trying to make a 90s character uh, as cool as people think will make something cool. And we have a right to feel the strongly about it because we played three Bubsy games this year. That's right. We did. Bubsy one 2 them, and Bubsy 3D on our show. And then Bubsy 1 on Genesis Gems. Yep. So, uh, we're Bubsy experts at this point. Yeah. The only Bubsy we haven't played is a brand new one, but I've heard amazing things. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I didn't even hate the first Bubsy game. I kind of hated the second one. Really, really, really hated the third one. Yeah. But his him as a character has just been annoying from the start. His character design itself was really good. I actually That's like it. That's the sad it. part, yeah. But the actual character, the characteristics and stuff they give him are just beyond annoying. His voice and his attitude yeah. destroy him. It's like if we were cartoon characters. Yes. I mean, would you really want to watch and listen to that? No. 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 All right, Trevor. Next category, of course, is uh, we're going to go from worst character to a more positive one. And yep. that is best plot line. Okay. So best story, best plot in a game. Yeah. Which is kind of hard because we cover mostly games that were made before the era when story was such a big deal. Except for role-playing games, which we've not really covered on the show at this point. because we got plans for some in the near future. we got some plans, yep. Uh, is it my turn to give honorable mentions? It is. Alright. Like I said, this was a tricky one. And again, I should have told you I was doing this. If it just... If I felt like my runner-up was way stronger... Then the next choice down, I didn't put another runner up. Oh, so I should have told you that. You should have because I forced myself. You to can up. you can pick your favorite runner up if you want to, or you can get both. Nope, I don't I'm care. I'm gonna get both because I already wrote them down. I don't want to do something for no reason. I only picked one runner up, uh, and that was Medal of Honor for the Sony PlayStation. Um, now this was meant to be a cinematic game. It came out a little bit later than some of the other games we covered, 
But it just gave you enough reason to, to go and do what you're doing. So that was my runner-up, Medal of Honor. Uh, my two runner-ups were one was Soul Calibur hmm, uh, for yeah. the Dreamcast. I thought it had a pretty great story. I remember especially when I got the game when it first came out. I loved the story. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of story there, too. So it's pretty impressive. Uh, and then Shaq Fu. Not because it's good, but because it's so <laughs> incredibly terrible that for some reason I love it. <laughs> It is pretty the story line special is, terrible. The storyline is way more entertaining than playing the game itself. The game itself was just beyond terrible. mediocre. Like it disappointed me that it wasn't horrific. The game itself is just it's just not good. Is that yeah. a, is, it could be so much better. They had some Alright, so best know. plot line. I struggled with this one and I did consider every game. Um and I picked Legend of Zelda. And it's not because there's a lot of plot line there, but it's because it gets you you want to keep going. You believe that Ganon is evil. Ganondorf is evil. You want to take him out. And it's just got it's got the heart and the soul without really giving you a lot of dialogue. There's very little. But it, but it gives you that sense of adventure and just driving force, which for me is all a game needs in a plot line. I know this is not a popular opinion, but I don't need my games to tell me an epic movie story. I need my games to be fun. And I think that the first Zelda... Gave you just enough to make you want to push forward. That's right. We don't need our games to tell us an epic movie type story, but we're going to do this category called Best Plot Line. Yeah. And my winner for Best Plot Line is Medal of Honor was my winner. Ah, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's you can tell Steven Spielberg had a lot to do with it, storyline-wise. They did a really good job with it, and it's just, man, it made me play the next, I bet I, I guarantee I'll play the next three or four Medal of Honor games because yeah. the first one was so good. Yeah. And a lot of it had to do with the story. You want to see what was going to happen next. Yeah, this is what's kind of ironic category because we do a retro game podcast. If we cared about story, yeah, more as much as some other categories, we probably be doing a modern game podcast. Let's be honest. I mean, some of my favorite games are Mario games, and it's like those story or the bare bones as they There's possibly almost nothing, be. Yeah, but it's just because the games are fun. So, yeah. Trevor, next category is best graphics. So this is a funny category because, wait a minute, we're doing retro games. Why We don't care about graphics. But the truth is, I do care about graphics. Well, literally, that's one of the categories we talk about every episode. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, I feel like this needs a, what is, what's that, an asterisk? Because to me, it's not about. I like how you t- asked me what that was and you're yeah, just drawing it I'm in drawing the air. I'm drawing it in my head, yeah, an asterisk. In the air, like I'm supposed to know what that is. Best graphics doesn't mean most technologically advanced. If so, we're just going to pick whatever the most modern game we've covered, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, let's just get into it. All right. <laughs> Best <laughs> graphics. Let's get into it. Trevor, my honorable mentions were uh, Garfield Caught in the Act was my first uh, one. I really love how that game looks. It looks it just like the cartoon. or the, does look good. Or the comic strip. They did a really good job with it. It looks mm-hmm. pretty amazing to me. And then my other one was Donkey Kong Country. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, a beautiful, stunning game. And I thought it really, honestly, if you wanted to show somebody what a Super Nintendo could do, that's the game you show because mm-hmm. of how great and amazing it looked. All right, for my honorable mentions, I picked, again, proving it's not about the number of polygons, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project for the NES. This is an 8-bit game. Of course, it's not fancy, not as detailed as some later games. But it's not aged very much at all, and it just looks good. It still looks good. Um, Something about those 8-bit sprites have aged well when they were done, right? And my other one, and this was by far the most technologically impressive game we've covered on this show. There's not a close second. Uh, but my next runner-up was Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur has great art direction, 
superb graphics. Um, but polygons alone aren't enough to win it for me. Um, so that's why it's just a runner up. But it is still a great looking game. Oh yeah, for sure. That was when I struggled. I almost wanted to put it in there. It, it, if you actually looked at my notes, you can see I had Soul Calibur written in, and then I marked it up, but Garfield instead. So that's how close it was. Garfield, I thought was just more impressive because of what they had to work with. I'm curious what your winner is, unless it's uh, one I have in my head right now. So the winner for me for best graphics was Ninja Turtles Three. Uh, okay, I thought the game, considering it's a Nintendo game, it's crazy bright, colorful, and amazing. And I even to this day, I think it holds up really well. Uh, especially if you have a way of making it look like it's in HD on these new TVs, it still looks pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's Ninja Turtles Three for me all the way. Well, my winner, um, I'll be honest, there was not a close second on this one. I'm not trying to let nostalgia win. There just isn't a close second. It's everything you just said about Ninja Turtles, but to the next level because it's 16-bit, and that is Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country, unlike Soul Calibur, which was a technological marvel at its time, but has aged some, I don't feel like graphically Donkey Kong Country has aged a day. I think we could say that for both that and Ninja Turtles 3. They really haven't aged graphically. You could, and I just, I love the way Donkey Kong Country looks. Oh, yeah. I mean, you put a big furry ape in the middle of these beautiful settings. It shouldn't work, but it absolutely does. Yeah, that's that's the plot line for my next movie (laughs) starting myself. Richard Bliss, Big Furry Ape. This is a big furry ape, and it's just me. So, yeah, I think two solid winners there. Two solid winners. It's time to get negative. Let's get crazy negative. Trevor, uh, let's see. I am sad. I uh, hate Mondays. Uh, Mondays. Worst graphics. Worst graphics. Let's go. Trevor, you're... Wait, is it my turn to go first? No, it's yours. All right, my first runner-up. 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 Runner-up is Batman. <laughs> Sorry, cough. Great start. <laughs> I can't even say the word this game's so horrible. If it makes you feel better, I've had to blow my nose for the past 10 minutes and I just haven't done it. Well, go ahead. Just I'm going to walk point off that direction. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about my runner-ups. Okay, do it. Batman Forever. This game looks so bad. <laughs> Now, not to be confused with the great Batman Returns for the Super Nintendo, Batman Forever, uh, we played, I believe it was the Super Nintendo version, just looks awful. It's so dark, you can't see anything. It's gray and it's dark, and it's the worst case of digitized graphics. My other runner-up was Kyle Petty's No Fear Racing, because it runs at five frames per second, to the point that it's basically unplayable. It just looks like a slideshow. And it tried to do some impressive things. That's why it's just a runner-up and not the winner. But it, it just looks bad. So, Johnny, what are your runner-ups for worst graphics? Trevor, my runner-ups for worst graphics are, I've always believed that if someone asks you a question, you repeat the question in your answer. I believe so. Yeah, first of all, and this is kind of not fair, and I felt bad doing it at first, but then I was like, it's true. The Atari sports games, like pretty much all of them. I thought about it. I don't even know how to judge that in my head because it's, it's sort of, before, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just didn't know how to judge that in my head, really. I, I struggled with it, to be honest, if yeah. I was going to include it or not. Uh, and then the other one, see, my this one and my winner were really close, and I could be talking to switching these around. I can't be talking to changing my winner, so I'm curious now. <laughs> uh, man. No, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with how I have it. My runner-up is Bubsy 3D. Yeah. It's crazy terrible. I'm assuming it's your winner. I don't know yet. I haven't seen your list. but Hard I'm gonna, to say. I'm just going to assume it. 
Because that game looks just awful. It, <laughs> it looks just the most horrendous thing in, in history. But you'll see why I pick my winner when I explain it. Okay. So my winner for worst graphics is hands down Bubsy 3D. Um, sure, it's 3D. It's on a more advanced platform than the NES or the Atari. But the graphics are so bad they get in the way of the gameplay. The graphics make the game less fun because you can't tell where you're jumping. You can't tell what's just a mess and what's an enemy. It's a polygonal disaster, and it gives like it's like the textbook definition of a badly aged 3D game that actually never looked good to begin with. Yeah, so, I agree 100. percent Bubsy 3D poop. My winner is Die Hard Arcade, and again, what? this is not knocking the game itself. The game itself is crazy fun, but those are some of the worst uh, character. Uh, oh my goodness. Of models I've ever seen. And the reason I put it above Bubsy is because I love the game so much that these characters should look much better than what they are. Wow. Because the game itself is amazingly fun to play. We have a category. 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 Yeah. We have a category. Um, and I'm going to change my answer for that now based on what you've just said, but I'm not going to. I feel like I've angered you. It's like when I tell people that this <laughs> you is You're not angered Christmas me. You surprised me, which makes a good podcasting. I'm sure that's why you've done it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason. That's what I so, thought in my head. So Johnny's wrong about that, but we'll continue on. I'm wrong about a lot of things, and that's okay. That's how I get through life. Because it's time wrong. to do something fun and positive and upbeat. Get it upbeat? Yeah. Oh, I do, because I just saw what the category yeah. was. And that, of course, is favorite music. Favorite music. I I put I did say on this one that this was very this one was really tough. This was by far the hardest category for yeah, me. We had a lot of great music this year Let, in video games. Just games we covered this year, I have one, two, three, four. There's nine. I wanted to put nine. I think I had ten or eleven and I had to knock them down to three. This was painful. Like yeah. any of these nine I could have put on here. Yeah. Yeah, this this was a great year for music for us yeah. on this podcast. Uh, did you go? No, I went. You went first last time. Yeah, you were saving turn. Um, Do you I've, want to put any of your other runner-ups? Or are you going to be no? Because I, okay. I actually had I took two sheets of paper to do this. Okay, so it's on that scrap sheet of paper I don't have with me anymore. But my first runner-up would be "Zombies Ate My Neighbors." Oh, uh, yeah. I really love that music. It's so fun, and it really gives the uh, it really sets the stage for how the game, the tone of the game is. Yeah, and literally after we played it, I went back and found the soundtrack and was listening to it. Like mm-hmm. a, you can find it on YouTube, and it's it's just so so good. And my other runner up, this was a really tough one. Honestly, we could have done the top ten on this, and I would have had a tough time with it. Yeah, we could have done top ten on this. My runner up would be Donkey Kong Country. That's uh, mm. again iconic, iconic music. Uh, I remember what you were saying when we covered this, just how much you love the music. <laughs> and as I was listening to it more and more, I realized how these songs have just been a part of. Just pop culture, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that theme and stuff. I, like, I would hum it later. It's just crazy, amazing, awesome music. So, those are my two runner-ups. This was so hard. And I, I know I'm not, I'm not even... I'm confident about my winner, I'll be honest. But I'm not confident about my runner-ups. But the two that I ended up writing down was The Legend of Zelda. And I struggled with this because there's not a lot of music in that original NES game. But that theme, I think, probably outside of the original Mario Brothers theme, is the most iconic piece of gaming music today. That original Hyrule theme. And it's really the only song that plays through most of this game. Um, but they still use this song today in, in modern Zelda games with different themes and remixes. It's so good. And how can one song not get old throughout an entire game? It's just amazing. It is impressive. Um, but my other one, 
with all the games we covered this year, this is amazing, but Top Gear, the racing game. Yeah. A Super Nintendo racing game. I just love it. It just makes me feel good. It's like, it's feel good music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my winner, though, is when you said, and that's Legend of Zelda. Ah. Um, I just love that theme. And the, even the song where you're in a dungeon that plays, that's when it changes. Yeah. That song's great, too. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I mean, how can you not love those? They really set the stage for... That and Mario, I think, really uh, set the stage for what a music in a video game can be. Yeah. And I just loved it so much. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to realize that this was the first... This year was the first time I ever actually sat down and played The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it. Like, honestly, I've mm-hmm. went back and played it many, many times since then. Such a great game. But also, that music is just so awesome. And that that's... I don't think we made this category. I wish we did. Um, but my biggest surprise for the podcast of the year was you playing The Legend of Zelda. I was just so thrilled that you just played it. More than any game we played for this podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm always open to trying new games, even if I don't right. know if I'll like them or not. Especially for the show. So I was open to trying it. But I really, really feel for that game. I, yeah. I mean... I've gone back and played it hundreds of times since then. That, that was that's one of my favorite memories of the show from this year. Just messaging messaging each other back and forth about you know secrets we found. Oh yeah. Anyways, I'm getting off topic because my best music uh, there really wasn't a close second for me, and that is Donkey Kong Country because it doesn't just have one song. It doesn't just have two songs. The whole stinking soundtrack, I love it. It's crazy good. It's yeah. so good. It's it's one of the only games I can think of where they actually. I can't imagine it without that music. I really can't. I feel like... I know we talked about this when we covered the game. I can't imagine that the game would feel as great without it. I think it would still be great, but I don't think it would be as great. Um, it's ambiance and catchy at the same time. How do you even pull that off? David Wise, you're a genius, because I know you listen to the show, clearly. Oh, yeah, of course. This is his favorite. Donkey Kong Country, hands down my winner. Best music of any game we covered this year. Which is saying a lot, because my goodness, Castlevania, Gremlins 2, you know yeah. how I'm working these in here. Literally all those are ones that were on my list before. Gremlins 2, uh, gosh, Ninja Turtles. and Out of honor of this man, I think there's one. Here, I'll show you. I think there's one we need to mention. Well, I can't read your handwriting. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I almost put that on just for that one song. Daytona is, USA. Daytona! Let's go, go away. away! Let's go away! And let's go away, Trevor, to the next category. Yep. And that category is... Worst music. Wow. Yeah. Is it me or you first runner up? I don't know. Who cares? Go ahead. All right. I'll be honest. I only wrote I only wrote one here. I don't have a runner up. Okay. So uh I really should have told you I did that. Yeah, you did it uh, often. Yes. Like a lot. Yeah. I mean a lot. A uh, lot. I'm trying to think though. There wasn't a close second, and I think that's why I did it. We played some games that did not have great music, but we only played one game where I remember us saying, "This music is just awful. It's so terrible." And that is Bubsy Two. Yeah, specifically Bubsy Two. Even Bubsy 3D being the worst game, the music was just boring as all get out. It wasn't terrible, right? Bubsy One, the music wasn't terrible, but Bubsy Two, the music was just awful. And the longer you listen to it, the more you realize how terrible it is. Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, we played the Genesis version. I'm not sure if the Super Nintendo is any different, but the, there's a music level in the game. <laughs> Where literally, the whole level is, is musical instruments and stuff, and it's the worst sounding song in the game. Yeah, if you're going to do that, you, the music has to be good for that level at least, and so, it's not. 
you're probably going to point out some to me that I totally forgot about, but for me, Bubsy 2 was the worst music of the year. Well, the two I have, first one is, ah, Real Monsters. That was not good music, you're right. It was very bad, and honestly, it was really disappointing. That game overall was crazy disappointing. And then the other one was Shaq Fu. Because you remember the music on it? Like, we were like, yeah. this just isn't good. It's just not good. Yeah. Music in a fighting game should hop you up, and it just did not do that. Those are my runner-ups. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Trevor, who's your winner for worst music? I'm very curious what this is. Oh, it was Bubsy too. Oh, was it? I okay. literally only wrote one. I mean, I, I couldn't think of a close second. Okay. So you don't even have a winner, then. He's your winner. He's, He's my winner, yeah. <laughs> okay. I went back and thought about this, and we recently had a thing where... Uh, uh, Derek and Adam, two guys have been on the show. We all got together and played some old games, right? Mm-hmm. Very recently. And this really cemented my idea for this being the winner of Watch Music. We made Adam play Bigfoot for the Nintendo. And that opening music is nothing that fits the theme of it. And it's how this whole, that whole game is. So my winner is Bigfoot for the Nintendo. Because that music yeah. whatsoever does not fit what that game You're is. You're right, yeah. It's just terrible. Yeah. It's very upbeat, crazy kid almost like music. For a yeah. monster truck, and it just doesn't work. It's goofy. Trevor. Trevor! Ah! Oh, what was that? Was that the biggest surprise you've ever had? It was my biggest surprise of 2017. So, biggest surprise. You're going to get to go first, but of course, we treat our audience like they're dumb sometimes, so I'm going to yep. continue doing that. Always. Biggest surprise doesn't mean the best game we played this year. It just means either our expectations were low and it was actually a pretty good game, or maybe our expectations were middle of the road and ended up being great. I'm really glad you explained it to all those idiots that listen to us. Yes. Because there's a bunch of them out there. Yeah. I listen from time to time. <laughs> I'm the reason our numbers are up. <laughs> Here we go. My first runner up is Gremlins 2. I thought that game mm. really blew me out of the water, how much we loved it. And I'm going to I'm gonna assume that's on your list somewhere. Mm. If it's not, then I'm very curious about your list, but... Uh, Gremlins 2 and Rockin' Ball really, really caught me off guard how much I love playing Rockin' Ball. I kind of want to go back and play it now. Just thinking about just some weird, fun mini games that make up one really fun package of a game. Yep, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I struggled with this one for Biggest Surprise because I had several wrote down. Written. Written down. Written. And not to cheat, but since I Rodden? since I didn't write any runner-ups on some of the other ones, I'll cheat a little bit. Yeah, cheat. Go ahead. I marked through River City Ransom only because I expected it to be very, very good, and it was great, which is one notch above what I expected. Okay, gotcha. Um, and this is tough, but I'm going to go with I'm going to go with these two for my runner-ups. Ah, uh, McDonald's Treasureland Adventure. I actually marked through that one as well. <laughs> All right, I'm done cheating. My runner-ups. Gremlins 2, which uh-huh. you just mentioned. Yep. Has no right to be a good game, but I think it's a very good game. It could have been a total cash in. And it's just a lot so of fun. So much more than that, yeah. And then Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah. I felt weird putting this as a surprise because it's, it's an acclaimed game, but we had such a blast with it. Yeah. I did not expect it to be as much fun as it is. So those are my runner ups. Biggest surprise. Doing this is making me want to go back and play all these games again. That's why we do this podcast, John. Trevor, my winner is one you marked out. Nope. That's River City Ransom. I can't argue. I flip and love that game. Oh, I've yeah. gone back and played it several times since. Oh, yeah. I just absolutely love it. It's such a fun and surprisingly deep game. There's mm-hmm. a lot there. And to me, this game really set the stage for a lot of games we play now and how these games, like, mm-hmm. you want to, like, up and level your character up and all this as you go along. To me, this one really showed what you can do doing that. 
on a Nintendo of all things. So it was River- ahead of its time. Oh, very much so. So I really love River City Ransom. And shout out to our buddy Mike. Uh, my biggest surprise, and this is based on incredibly low expectations and incredibly high output, that is Rockin' Ball. A pinball game with a goofy looking cover ended up just surprising us at every turn. It was like one of the most jam packed NES games I know of. Like you were making a you were jamming jam packed. I'm actually with, your hands. with yeah. my hands. I'm doing that because it's audio podcast. That's how we do it. What well, was it, like six different games in one, and all the games were fun. They were all worth playing. There was stuff in this game I've still not seen since. Yeah, like two player pinball where one of you is like on the top of the screen, and so you have like reverse gravity. Yeah, craziness. Um, it had regular pinball, just like hockey type, foosball type games. It was such a cool game, and we expected, I expected so little. Yeah. So that was my biggest surprise. That's a good winner. I liked it. But Trevor, uh, when, you know, through life you get surprises, but you also, of course, just like any time mm-hmm. people listen to us expecting great things, you get disappointed. Yeah. So this is our biggest disappointment of the year. There's some good ones here. I almost wonder if you're going to pick the same one I did, but... Pause. <laughs> uh, train wreck. I think it's your time to do honorable mentions, though. Okay, I'll go. Uh, my first one was Lego Racers. Mm. I really wanted this game to be awesome, and it's not that it's terrible. There's a lot of good stuff there, especially customization's really good. Mm-hmm. But it's just, to me, was like the epitome of what should have been, if mm. that makes any sense. The game had a lot going for it, but ultimately it was what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Batman Forever. How can you take <laughs> a uh, beat-em-up Batman game and make it terrible? You make it Batman Forever. And that's what this game was. And you mentioned it before. Everything you said before was true. How do you make this atrocious thing? I don't know, but they did. And it's my biggest, one of my biggest disappointments. So my runner-ups for biggest disappointment... Um, let me comment on Batman Forever first. I just knew that game was going to be bad, but I still agree with you because it's so much worse than what I could have ever imagined. But believe it or not, it didn't win my biggest disappointments. Uh, I have Bigfoot. And because that's... I don't know why. Maybe I'm an idiot. Um, but I did not expect it to be so bad. I thought we would have fun with Bigfoot. And so I was really disappointed. Uh, my other runner-up for biggest disappointment is All Real Monsters. It's just boring as a game can be without actually being actively bad. It's just boring. Yeah. And for a cartoon game, that's just stupid. Feels like so, a crime in a way. Yeah. So those are my runner-ups. What is your winner for biggest disappointment of well, 2017? It was one of your runner-ups. It's Aubrey Monsters. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of hope for this game. It, it had everything going for it. It had some personality that it could have used from the show. Uh, I mean, it just how cool would it be to play these little monsters? And they set them up with their abilities and stuff. They did a really good job with all this. But then it's just middle of the road and just boring. How mm-hmm. can you make a game about monsters be boring? But they did it. And uh, my winner was one of your runner-ups. And this is based on expectations. Lego Racers. Yeah. Sitting right in front of us, there's a 4,002-piece Lego set. Let's just go ahead and say this. Me and you are pretty giant Lego nerds. Yes. We love Lego. Literally, that was my Christmas present from my wife. And it's what I wanted. She wasn't just being silly. <laughs> I have tables set up in the basement, work tables, where I don't do a whole lot of work. Instead, there's a Lego city yep. and a train. People who follow us on Instagram, we often include in our pictures, pictures of Lego. That Those right. are all yours that you have. Yeah. And so there's no game we played for this show this year 
that made me wish it were better more than this one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's, it's not a bad game, but it's just got so many awesome ideas that are just half-baked. Yeah, there's a lot there that they could have been really good with, but yeah. they just didn't do it. So Lego Racers, unfortunately, was my biggest disappointment. Now, this is the one where I guess we're supposed to fight this next category. Yeah, this next category is kind of goofy, but it might also end our friendship. Yeah, so, so this yeah. is the end of the show. This category ended it, so it's, up, it's Trevor's fault he wanted to do this. <laughs> this category, of course, is Game My Co-Host Was Wrong About. So I want to go back and say I'm only one who's enjoying that. The cover the of Die Hard Arcade or the graphics of Die Hard Arcade being the worst, but I'm going to stick with what I originally wrote down and stick with me. The game I think you were the most that you were the most incorrect about. Sorry, my notes were confusing me. I thought we skipped some things, but that's later. Okay, so the game you were the most wrong about was Donkey Kong Country, but not because of how good you thought it was. You thought it was very, very good. Oh, yeah. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was slightly more awesome. That's not what you're wrong about. You're wrong, to me, about the difficulty being unfair. Oh, okay. To me, the difficulty of this game is what makes it part of what makes it so awesome. It's like just hard enough to be almost punishing, but to make me want to keep going. And uh, I notoriously beat the game for the show when I intended to only play an hour or so. Um, So I think... That's the only reason I'm picking that because I feel like I can back it up, but I can rarely back up my arguments. So, well, I mean, that's that's fine. You can say I'm wrong if you want to, but I feel how I feel. <laughs> uh, my runner-up only had one for this one, so I guess I cheated this one time. Did you have two? No, I didn't. I didn't want to say you're wrong about multiple things. It just felt mean. <laughs> I, I thought I, felt, I, didn't I felt mean already. To be fair, I didn't want to do this category at all. So, <laughs> all right, my, I, I do have two, but like, so you're twice as mean as me. I can accept I, that. I guess I'm the jerk this time, Alex Kidd. I believe you were way too <laughs> forgiving on the controls than I was. You were looking for excuses for it. You gave it a seven. I actually wrote down your score for it. Yeah, I did. I thought that was way too high. Uh, and then the winner that I had was Subterranea. Uh, you gave it a six. I thought that was way too high. And you are way more yeah. forgiving. It, to us, it always comes down to controls, I think. It does. And both those games, you're right. Part of my score was based on the fact that I feel like I'm going to go back and play them again. Yeah, which, I mean, I understand. But if I don't, then my score probably was too high because I was pretty frustrated playing both those games. Yeah. Yeah, I can argue with you. That wasn't as heated as I hoped. But. (laughs) Because I I don't want to let people behind the corner. We genuinely do like each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we tolerate each other pretty well. Incessantly. I mean, I only talk about you in a terrible way to your wife. Exactly. And I do the same. So. We have two categories left, and that'll be the end of our awards. Yeah. But these are the big ones, I would say. I would say so. Let's start out negative, though, because that's what everybody wants. Yeah. Trevor, you're dumb. <laughs> Your face <coughs> is smashed. Yeah, it is. My face looked like it was on the... I can't think of anything good. That's all right. That's what this whole show is. Trevor, worst game this year that we played? Worst game. That's right. Um, you go ahead and give your runner. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Why do you get me every time? I fall for it every time. All right, I have one last chance not to fall for it. All right, here we go. Uh, my runner-ups for worst game of the year. First of all, Batman Forever. Uh, mm. We've kind of discussed why. I don't think it's a big surprise that it's on my list. Mm. And then Terminator Two. Oh, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Why are you the Terminator and you're the weakest thing in video game history? I'm just going to go and say it. I got the exact same runner-ups that you do. <coughs> Batman Forever, Terminator 2. Sorry for the coffin. Both are terrible. Yes. 
both terrible games. Um, oh, Batman Forever was so much worse than I thought it was going to be. Oh yeah, it's, my goodness, it's it's drivel. I grew up Terminator too, so I knew it was bad. Yeah, but there's a reason we covered it for LJN Month. I got a feeling we're going to have the, the same win. Do you want to say it at the same time? Let's see if I, it I is the same. Do. All right. Three, two, one. Bubsy 3D. 3D. Yep. Yep. <laughs> our exact... So, our worst of the year, the, we had the same three games. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So, that tells you... Okay. I wrote down this because I didn't want to forget it. Written. I written down this. You wrote In a year... Written. When Shaq Fu doesn't even get an honorable mention for being the worst of the year, you know we covered some bad games. Oh, yeah. There's people that claim Shaq Fu is the worst game ever made. I don't think it is. They've not endured some of the things we've endured. <laughs> It is not nearly as bad as Batman Forever. Oh, no. Or Terminator 2 for the NES. Agreed. And it can't even touch Bubsy 3D. No, it's not even the same category of bad. I can't even think of a good thing to say about Bubsy, Bubsy 3D. Bubsy 3D is so bad that I put up there with Uncanny X-Men. I really. That was our question when we reviewed that yeah. game earlier in the year. Is it as bad as Uncanny X-Men? And we paid money for this game. We we <laughs> we did a GoFundMe. We did a GoFundMe. People this. funded this in less than half a day. That's how much they they love to see us in pain. Like three days after we conceived the idea to yep. play this game for the show. In three days. We had it in our hands. In three days we conceived it. Three days later, we had it. Yep. It was bored. Yes. Popped An out. Unholy mess. Umbilical cord and all. Oh. It was terrible. Trevor, but let's go into a more positive note. Yeah. we're Actually, I'm going to say it. We're done with the negative. There's no more negative on this That's show. Right. It's all positive from here on out. That's right. We're positive people. Yeah. We do our best to love things instead of hate them. Trevor, your shirt looks great. Thank you. I'm a little fat. It's it's kind of showing my... <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Because <laughs> I looked over at my wife and thought I better stop talking. <laughs> Although was, she is laughing. I was trying to give you a genuine compliment. Well, thank you. I welcome. appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Trevor... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get through these smoker calls we have this about the fact we've never smoked in our lives. <laughs> Best game this year. Woo! Fifty to sixty, probably really sixty plus games we cover this year. What single game could possibly be the Pulse. best? <laughs> Your face. <coughs> Could be a lot worse. I would have stopped doing that, but I know it affects you so much. So, as I pop this cough drop in my mouth. Best game of this year. Best game of this year. Trevor, uh, my runner-ups. I'll go first. I didn't. I specifically didn't do runner-ups for this, and I think I did tell you on this one I didn't. That's right. It's the only one I told you, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, that's why I'll go ahead and get my two runner-ups. Sounds good. River City Ransom mm. and Legend of Zelda are my mm. two runner-ups. I really love both those games. And even though I was aware of Legend of Zelda the whole time, obviously, uh, I was very happy that I really discovered a love for it. And River City Ransom is like that gift that came out of nowhere you didn't realize you wanted. Yeah. But once you get it, you're like, I wanted this this whole time. So that's River City Ransom for me. Those are two awesome runner-ups. What's your winner for Game of the Year, though? <sighs> My uh, winner for Game well, of the Year? Well, I want to guess. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I haven't looked at your paper. I didn't even write this one down because I just know it. I'm going to assume it's Donkey Kong Country. It is. Okay, I'll win. I mean, you you got to know it's not just nostalgia talking because Zelda didn't win my game of the year. No. Zelda didn't win it. I'm not going to mention the other one because I think it's your winner. I don't going to spoil your thunder. Oh, you're going to guess but, my winner. It's how we're going to play this. Okay, I will. But my goodness, yeah. I'm not going to talk about it a lot right now because we're about to do a top 10 and it might have squeaked on there, maybe. Squeak! Um, but my goodness, yes. Donkey Kong Country. Love it. I believe your winner, without hesitation or question, is... One that would have been one of my runner-ups if I did runner-ups, and that is TMNT3 Manhattan Project. 
I'm going to reveal it. You're correct, sir. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was my winner. Uh, just from nostalgia, even to me, it still holds up today. We still had a blast playing it, mm-hmm. and I'll go back and play it today and have another oh, yeah. blast doing so. TMN three, TMNT, Ninja Turtles three for the Nintendo. Hard to pronounce when you have a cough drop in your mouth, but fun to play. So, what other podcast can you listen to where their Oscar winners are Donkey Kong Country and TMNT three? Right, pretty diverse. But can't go wrong with either game. Can't disagree at all. Yeah. So that's the end of the first half of the show. Thank goodness. It's time to stop. Well, we're technically not going to stop talking, but we're going to stop using our words and use your words. That's right. Because we reached out, retched out, as we, we like to say. We retched out. I got to stand up for a minute. These chairs are uncomfortable. These chairs are terrible. We retched out to all our fans, three, four of you, like tons of you. And <laughs> no, seriously, go to Instagram and follow Retro Blist. Go to Facebook and like Retro Blist. And if you feel like it, go to Twitter. And what do you do on Twitter? Follow? Follow yeah, yeah, Retro you follow on Twitter. Obviously, I'm bad at Twitter. But let's start with Twitter because there was one comment, believe it or not, as bad as I am at Twitter, there was one person who commented. And that's our good buddy. By the way, what are you commenting on? I should probably mention that. We said we're going to record our end of year special. And we just wanted people to share their favorite memories of Retro Blist over the past year. And Aaron Hickman, uh, Dia, Dia Gamlick, he was on our show for the Blast Core episode. We were on their show, Genesis Gems, for the uh, Bubsy episode. But he just said that anytime Bubsy the Bobcat is mentioned on the show, that's his favorite memory. <laughs> and uh, I really can't argue with that. You know, as much as we like to hate Bubsy, he makes for comedy gold. Um, and I'll, are you pulling up Facebook? Or? I am. I'll, I'll pull up our Instagram. It's actually already here. So on our Instagram, I asked the same question. What's your favorite memories from the past year of Retro Blist? Our buddy Tim Barnett said the spider assassination. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, had to, I saw a spider crawling on the wall all the way across the room and I had to go kill it. Uh, sorry, bug lovers. Uh, he said this one-liner. I've had this game since I bought it. I probably said that. <laughs> I've had this game since I bought it. It's a true statement. I don't even remember saying that, and he's pointing it out. It's the truest statement I've ever heard. I'm sure I said it. Yeah. How dare uh, you to find a false statement in that statement? Uh, this comment, retching out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I can't talk today, which is said at least once every episode. Yeah. <laughs> so Tim Barnett, like a true Australian, just making fun of us. Yep. So thank you for responding. And you're right. We did say all those things, and we probably said several of them today. Yeah. Warp Zone Graphics, our buddy Mike, he said, anything referring to a Chinese buffet? Anytime Johnny says it's worth that all day long. I do say that a lot. I've caught myself <laughs> saying it often. Trevor Coughing, he's going to love this episode. Yep. Gout, any form of gout which started things off. Every time one of you forgets the actual Bliss Quiz question while the multiple choice answers are being read. Uh-huh. <laughs> all classics, boys. That's <laughs> me, by the way. A great 2017. That's you pretty often. But I did it epically one episode where you had a really long question. Yeah, that was my I fault. I let you read through all the answers, and I realized I didn't hear a word you said. And I didn't blame you. It was a total accident. Yep. So yeah, I'm I was trying to give you a history lesson, and that's yep. what happens. Um, let's see. Our buddy Sean said, getting into it, 
easily the top award. Uh, <laughs> and that's uh, something that still continue today. Let's get into it. And then our buddy Chris, Escape Solo 1, says the Daytona song. You guys have angelic voices. <laughs> so great. One of my favorite episodes. <clears throat> angelic voices. Well, I'm glad we can give that for you. So go follow us on uh, Instagram at RetroBliss. But also, uh, like our Facebook page. You can join the community there that we're slowly growing. And it's it's a really fun time over there, I like to think. There's a bunch of people loving old games talking about them. I, I really enjoy communicating on there. I do too, <laughs> yes. That was a cold way to say it. But yep. I enjoy talking to y'all. Yeah. What a robot. Mm. Uh, Andrew Coet, our buddy, says, Wow, what a wild ride it has been this last year. In that year, I've discovered a show, binged old episodes, and made some new friends. Thanks for putting this little podcast out every week, except for last week. <laughs> you guys do a bang-up job. Some of my favorite episodes include Zombies Ate My Neighbors, Need for Speed, and the entirety of LJN Month, <laughs> which uh, we're going to do another month in the near future. And, of course, we don't want to do LJN again, so we got to figure out what we want to do. I can think of some bad ones. Yeah, so if we want to do stay bad tuned. ones. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah. I think it's what people want. I am not sure why I enjoy hearing about you guys playing bad games so much, but hearing your sanity erode, which to be fair, we didn't have it to start with, no. over those LGN episodes was quite enjoyable. The best skit so far was the Air Fortress episode. I did not see that twist coming. <laughs> RIP, Scientist Trevor and Johnny, that's your wife's fault. I killed them off. They're never coming back. You are missed. I only say that because she's in the room. <laughs> Can't wait to hear what you have in store for 2018. I am looking forward to hearing what the definitive voices in all of retro gaming will do next. Stay rad. Uh, our buddy, Daniel Chavez, who actually we actually got to meet. He came down and saw us. Uh, loved them all. It's tough choosing favorite parts between LGM up and the McDonald's sponsor. We didn't even bring that up. No. <laughs> we had a fake sponsor for a whole entire month. We've done a lot this year, haven't we? Yep. We're very dumb. Uh, <laughs> To Donkey Kong Country, the Bubsy Run, and killing half the TMT off screen. That's one of my favorite moments, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've laughed so hard before. However, the best moment would actually be witnessing the Shire in person in all of its glory. And yes, that's partially to rub it in the producer's cough. I think he's making fun of your cough there. No. Uh, Christopher Chavez's face, who may or may not be his brother. Uh, <laughs> you guys are the reason I look forward to every Tuesday. Thanks for the laughs and looking forward to what 2018 brings. Uh, Timmy Matt goes, first and foremost, thank you. I'm so happy to have found the podcast. It happened at the perfect time. Uh, not to get sappy, but life happens and you guys, and you guys show is what I needed. Honestly, a lot of these comments really made me feel way better about myself than I should. Uh, not only a fun and entertaining show, it's clear that you put your hearts into each one. I'm still binging through the classic episodes and even shared some memories along the way. You've inspired me to, to go back to games and try new ones and, and I felt I've made some new friends along the way. Keep up a great work. Thank you, Tammy. That's what we want. We want yeah. people to to see these. Even if we didn't like it, we want you to experience these games. Yeah, there's there's fun and bad games. Oh yeah. I mean we used to get we used to play some games knowing that they could be bad and still get a good joy out yeah. of it. Uh, Gail Wilson said spooky month for sure. Started listening to Aliens Three and kept in, and have enjoyed it ever since. Keep up the solid work, guys. Uh, Cecil Dredge says hello from British Columbia, Canada, guys. See, we're all across the world. British Columbia. That's in Canada, Trevor. That's like further than Australia. That's right. It is. <laughs> so I guess next we're going to try some Canadian foods. They have bacon, I know. I think we might come out a little bit better than the Vegemite. We, we may. <laughs> may not be a fair comparison. I discovered your show earlier this year through a post on the um, two fellows in a certain uh, entertainment system. Oh, not those dudes. Page. I really enjoyed the show. And I picked up a game based on your review, Air Fortress for the NES. Happy holidays and keep up the good work. I look forward to what you guys will bring us next year. 
Thanks, wow. everybody, for commenting. It was way more than we expected uh, wow. because we don't expect a lot for ourselves. No. <laughs> Australia. Australia. Well, honestly, side note, Australia, I'm sure they have awesome food. I just want to try some good food from there. It's not Vegemite. Not Vegemite, not sweets, because the sweets yeah. were good. Yeah, the sweets were crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Trevor. I think it's time for uh commercial break. Commercial break. Pause. When you decide to step up to this kind of power, this kind of challenge, this kind of flying, crashing, feeling, when you decide to get serious, there's only one place to come. The games of Super Nintendo. No one else creates this kind of experience because no one else creates these kinds of games. Now you're playing with power. Super power. All right. There we go. I'm... Excited and kind of nervous. So our top 10 games, we did this last year when we'd covered maybe 40-ish games. We've now covered 90 to 100-ish games. This top 10 is probably going to have some change-ups from last year. And uh, I'm going to use my big announcing voice. Because when you think of me, you think big announcing voice. I do for sure. To go through every number. And we're just going to do it. We're going to get into it. This is a terrible, terrible segue. Yep, it's horrible. It's absolutely awful. It's horrendous. Horrendous. It's Batman Forever level. Top 10. Sound like you're the guy doing Saturday Night Live. That works. Saturday Night Live. We're like a spoof of ourselves. That works. Yeah. Trevor Franklin. So... How about we do rock, paper, scissors to decide who gets to pick who goes first? I'll just go first. All right, you go first. Okay. <laughs> it's not that big right, of a deal. Here we go. Wait. <laughs> number 10. My number 10 on my top 10 list now of all the games we've ever played. Ever. I don't think we said that. This is ever for the show. All right, from episode one, Uncanny X-Men, up to what we just played. I'm sure Uncanny X-Men yep. will make the top 10. <laughs> for sure. My number 10 is Monster in My Pocket for the Nintendo Entertainment uh, System. It's more from a fun level than anything else. There's definitely been other games that I would say would be... Yet I have to say that are better than it. However, to this day, I still love Monster in My Pocket. And the mm-hmm. nostalgia that I have for it from when we were growing up held up to when we played it again for this for this show. So, Monster in My Pocket, number 10. And when you covered about 100 games for the show, including some of the greats, making this list is a big honor. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a big deal. Yeah, we're big deals in the industry. We're big deals in the industry, and this yeah. list is going to go places. We're big deals, like, like a podcast with two guys who listen to Nintendo who don't know who we are. That's yes. how big of a deal we are. And I say that because my number 10 knocked off some great games. I mean, they're games I had on my list last year that I did not want to knock off. The Grames? They're Grames. Yeah. But when you're only picking 10 games out of a big pile, you got to pick your favorites. <laughs> That's right, your favorite Grames. Yep. And my number 10 Grame is WWF No Mercy. I don't give a hoot about wrestling. I'll but just you, say it. Do you give a holler? I don't give a holler about wrestling. Oh, do you give a grim? But WDF No Mercy is not only the best wrestling game they've ever made, it's one of the most fun multiplayer games they've ever made. It just holds up so well, and it knocked off some games I just love. But I'm just going to say every single game. Last year when we did this list, I know this is a lot of side talk. It's quite a bit. Last year when we did this list. <laughs> it's getting a bit too much. <laughs> some of my <laughs> games on my list were just really good. Yep. But this year, they're all great. I think every game of my top ten is a great game. That's right. Well, we have so, a lot more to choose from. Yeah. So it should be. So, number nine. I'm going with NBA Jam. Mm. 
uh, that game still holds up for me. I'll play any edition, including the tournament edition. It probably helps. I'm such a big basketball nerd to start with. But it's just a fun game that anybody who just has a passing remotely uh, like for basketball can get into because it's so mm-hmm. simple and arcadey and very fun. And honestly, anybody can win at it. So uh, I'm going to go NBA Jam. Still fun. Still holds up to me today. My number nine game. I'm just going to say that didn't make my list. And the fact that it's such a great game would make my list. And I'll also say, I think if we were just doing uh, most important games that came out in the arcades, it had to be in the top 10 there, too. Yeah, yeah, it really yep. spawned a whole generation of arcade sports games. So, yeah, my number nine, <laughs> this is unbelievable. And you're probably not going to like it. It's unbelievable. But it beat out about 90 other games. And that is TMNT3, The Manhattan Project. The fact is, this is at my number nine, and I really tried to think about it. This is blowing my mind, to be honest. Okay. You messed up. What'd you do? I was blowing my own mind. I said, like, no, that's, that can't be right. What am I saying? Because yeah. I looked at my next ones. Uh-huh. Pretend I didn't say that. It never <laughs> happened. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad screw up. I was even making an argument for it because it's like, wait a minute. How can this be number nine? <laughs> my number nine is TMNT Hyperstone Heist. Oh, okay. For the Sega Genesis. <laughs> wow, that was that's one for the records right there. I even had an argument ready because I was like, whoa. <laughs> Okay, I wrote this list a week and a half ago. Then Johnny got sick. It's not my fault. I oh, take, it's mine. I take okay. no responsibility. Hyperstone Heist is probably my third favorite Ninja Turtles game. Favorite? Favorite. You put ours where they don't belong. Favorite. Yeah. It's the cough drop. But it's still a great game. And it's it's just well worth playing still today. And the fact that it's at my number nine just shows how yeah. strong this list is. Number nine for Trevor, TMNT3. No, <laughs> Hyperstone Heist. Johnny. Yes. Pause. Oh, yeah. Number eight. Rock and Roll Racing. Oh. For both the Super Nintendo when I was growing up, it's for my Sega Genesis. Still love that game. Man, I really love that game. I went back and played it again recently. Gosh, I love that game. It's just a really fun, beefed-up version of RC Pro-Am, which is a game we all loved growing up. I couldn't agree more. And again, not on my list, but not because it's not great. My number eight is River City Ransom. A game that we had no experience with until this year is now my number eight out of the hundred or so games we've covered because it is deep for a beat-em-up. It's unique. I can't think of any game that's done what it does better or really even has done exactly what it does, period, really. It's just a blast. And Johnny dropped his pen. Do you need a pen? There's another one. Okay. That, that's my number eight. Uh, so River City Ransom. That's a good one. Number seven. Is River City Ransom for me. Well. Uh, for the Nintendo. That game just keeps coming up in my mind when I'm least expecting it. I said it before. It's the gift that you didn't know you wanted. Mm-hmm. That is such a great. I'm going to pat myself on the back. That's a perfect uh, explanation of this game. I didn't realize. Like, I didn't even know this game existed. I honestly didn't. This mm-hmm. game was nowhere near my... Uh, lexicon of life. I don't know if you were that excited to cover it when I mentioned it because it just doesn't sound like anything great. I mean, I was willing to try it, but I just didn't know anything about it. I just right. never even heard of it before. And just judging from the box art, I was like, okay, well, I mean, I guess I'll give it a shot. And I love this game. It's mm-hmm. a great, amazing, fun game. Still, uh, I've gone back and played it several times since then. So, number seven, River City Ransom. My number seven, and this was a tough pick between eight and seven, but it ended up being Zombies Ate My Neighbor. Um, I don't know that it's better than River City Ransom, but man, it was just such visceral fun playing with you. 
Um, I would go back and play this game. <laughs> I get that a lot. <laughs> Pause. Um, <laughs> zombies ain't my neighbor. Is it neighbor or neighbors? Because they definitely eat more than one neighbor. No, they ate quite a few neighbors. Anyways, it's a great game. Super Nintendo classic. Court classic. I want to go play it now, I'll be honest. So I kind of do too. We've talked about it enough yeah. where I want to try this game again. Number six. My number six game. And it may surprise you because of where it's out on this list. But it's not going to surprise you that it's on my if list. If it's Donkey Kong Country, I will punch you in the face. Well, this is going to hurt. It's Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> punch. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Trevor just gave me Hawaii Punch, but very slowly, and he paused in the middle of handing it to me. Donkey Kong Country, Super Nintendo. An amazing, awesome, incredible game. I'll go back and play it anytime. But there are so many games in this list that we've covered that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. That I knew I wanted this game on my list because of how good it is, but the, the top five I have, I just couldn't knock out the top five. So my number six, Donkey Kong Country. So, we're about to enter the top five, and I'm just going to say, I wrote one word beside that. Brutal. Making my top five was brutal. It was so hard. Did you say your number six yet? Oh, oops. Because I start. <laughs> so I don't think you said your six. Um, my number six. Yep. Your favorite grain. My number, number six, six number six grain, grain ever that we've covered for the show. Soul Calibur. Um, it's Fighting games are not even in my top probably four or five favorite categories of games. But I've always enjoyed Soul Calibur for the Sega Dreamcast. We've not covered very many Sega Dreamcast games, but one of them made the list here at number six. Pretty impressive. Soul Calibur, the soul still burns. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Trevor, we've made the top five now. Number five. For me, was WWF No Mercy for Nintendo 64. Uh, unlike you, I'm still a wrestling nerd. I'm not afraid to admit it. I have no shame in this. I love the pageantry of it. <laughs> I just absolutely love it. However, this game oh, yeah. is just so well done. There hasn't been, to me, a, a, I wouldn't even just say a fighting game in general that's as, done as well as this one. And this, to me, is the epitome of... Uh, the re- This is the reason I even got a Nintendo 64 mm-hmm. was for these wrestling games. And just mm-hmm. the... Uh, if you're going to do a game that anybody can hop in and play, figure it out, but yet still deep enough that you can get even better at it, this is it. It's just a deep system oh, in yeah. it. Uh, but honestly, it's just a really fun game. Still holds up today. It was my number 10. If I loved wrestling, it probably would have made my top five. Yep. It's so good. Trevor, now my, we are in your top five. Yeah, my number five. I don't think it'll hurt you at this point because we're in the top five. And this the top five was so hard. At any point on any day, one of these games might be my number one that we played. But when I made this list, my number five was TMNT3, The Manhattan Project. <laughs> are you sure this time? I'm sure this time. <laughs> okay. And... As far as games I want to go play right this very second, it's like probably number one or two. So it's hard to put it at number five, but that's where it is. Such a good game. Um, it's a great... I don't know if I've played a better beat 'em up I'm trying to think if I have. I just don't know that I have. Um, there's deeper ones. There's deeper ones. There's ones that are more advanced graphically. Yeah. But it's so good. TMNT3, Manhattan Project, NES Classic. Well, Trevor, my number four. Well... Number four, pause, pause, is Legend of Zelda for the Nintendo. Uh, I absolutely love the game. Uh, I've gone back and played it many times, like I said. I kind of guarantee if I played this game when I was younger, it would have a higher place on this list. But I just really got into it this year because, like anything else, I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> like a Vegemite. 
Yeah. You didn't try it until you're yeah. now. I didn't uh, kiss a woman until I was in my 30s. Oh, my goodness. That's not true. <laughs> Zelda. Zelda. Legend of Zelda. That's <laughs> my number four. Trevor, what's your number four? Please save me. <laughs> I can't believe you call yourself a serious uh, retro game podcast co-host. Yep. When you have Legend of Zelda at number four. Well, I never said I was serious. Uh, my number four is The Legend of Zelda. Uh-oh. That tells you what I think of these games. The Legend of Zelda is my number four game we've covered with this podcast. Man, we've, we've covered some great games. Um, Now, but to be fair, the original Legend of Zelda is not where I started off the series. You know, I started off the Super Nintendo, Link to the Past. But this game holds up so well. It looks so basic. And you see it in screenshots and you're thinking, eh, this is not going to hold up. But it does. It does definitely holds up in screenshots. <laughs> it's... Is so good. Legend of Zelda, my number four. Number three. My number three game. These top three were very tough for me. Yeah. But all of my top three are all-time beloved games. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad we covered them for the show. Number three, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. This one's moved up for you. It was, it was a bit lower last year, I remember. For the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Uh, this game, I went back and played it recently. Uh, this year they actually released, I think we did a special episode on it. Sonic Mania. Yeah. Sonic Mania, which made me rekindle the love for these old Sonic yeah. games. So I went back and played Sonic 2 again. Man, I love that game. It's so good. Uh, it really, to me, was a great alternative to uh, Mario. Mm-hmm. And Mario, obviously, is, as you can, well, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but uh, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2, my number three game. Absolutely love it. And uh, the high score we gave it, it deserved. So, my number three game, this is this is tough. Like, this is like life-altering tough. <laughs> my number three game was my number one game last year. Uh-oh. And that is Sonic 2. Wow. Sonic 2, my nostalgia for this game cannot be equaled by Zelda, not even, not even by Mario. Even though I played the original Mario before Sonic 2, Sonic 2 came at a prime time in my life, and I just ate it up. Ate it up. I still love it. But I had to just do some soul searching and be brutally honest. The other two games, I think, are even better. But Sonic 2 is still amazing. My number three game that we've covered ever for the show. Oh, sweet. Number two. Deuce. That's Deuce. Inspe- no. Dose. There you go. Deuce. It's, no, no. It's <laughs> Dose. Number it's, two. For me, is Paul's. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oh. The Manhattan Project for the Nintendo Entertainment System. We've already like applauded this game enough. I probably yeah. don't need to say much more. Absolutely love the game. My number two. I'm very curious what your top two are. Some things happened this year that changed things up. Okay. The first thing is my number two is now Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh-oh. Which was behind Sonic 2 last year. I already know what your number one is. But it is Uncanny <laughs> X-Men. You're right. Super Mario Brothers 3 does not hold the same nostalgic power over me that Sonic 2 does. But if I'm getting down to it, I'm sorry, Genesis Gems. I love Sonic, but Super Mario Brothers 3 is the better game. I'm just going to say it definitively without any subjective opinion. Super Mario Brothers 3 does edge out Sonic 2. So, that leaves us. My wife is mad. Sonic 2 is her favorite game. That's one of her favorite games. Out of 100 games, it's my number three. It's still great. So, so, here we go. Number one. Number one. Our favorite game we've ever covered for the show. Pause. Mm -hmm. 
What could it be, Johnny? And unpause. Okay. My number one game. Now, I can't say that I agreed with you on a lot of things ever in our entire lives. Mm-hmm. But you just said a statement that is true. And it is not knocking Sonic whatsoever. No. Such a great, great character. And honestly, the, the three Sonic games on the Sega Genesis still hold up to me today. And I absolutely love them. But my number one game to me of all time, and it still holds up this year, uh, is Super Mario Brothers 3. That's my number one. To me, that's the reason I have a Nintendo. It still looks great. And it probably helps that I'm still, I ought to say, pretty decent at it. You are. I'll give you a compliment. You told me my shirt looked nice. <laughs> You're actually pretty good at Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. Should I'm I, terrible at it. Should I talk about how fat I am now like you did? Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at Mario Brothers 3, but I'm fat. <laughs> Well, here it is, my number one. If you listen to the episode where we cover this game, you're probably not surprised. Donkey Kong Country. I knew that's what it was going to be. I just can't get around it. I tried to really think about it. I would love to put (coughs) Sonic 2. I'd I'd love to put Zelda or Mario because, I mean, those games are even more iconic. But Donkey Kong Country has it all for me. It's one of the best looking games, one of the best sounding games, and it's just a blast. I beat it for the show. I beat it previously in my life. <laughs> and I don't know where I'm going with this, except that I would go beat it again. Pre-RB. Just beat it. Just beat it. That's right. So I will say that yeah. it really made me want to play the second one. And we'll probably do it at some point this year for or this yeah. coming year to give some people something to look forward to. If they uh, stick around with us. And yeah. I don't know why you would at this point. I don't either. I couldn't get it. Couldn't get it anymore. Trevor, that was our top 10 list this sure year. Sure was. Well, we did it. We... Did it. I'm looking at this list of games I marked out, and it's sad. It is sad. But it is what it is. Yep. So, I think we'll do a quick Patreon shout-out to end the year out. That's right. Go to Patreon. Look for RetroBlist. Yep. And uh, while you're at Patreon... That's right. While you're there. first donate to us. Then go check out the network, BICBP-radio.com. It's nice to remember to mention it. We've not mentioned it much, and there's no reason. We just forgot. We're dumb. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to say there's no reason to mention it. No, no. <laughs> but you can find our show on there, as well as History Creeps. Yep. The Back Issues comic book podcast itself. Which Pretty is, much any subject yeah. you might be interested in. I'm sure there's a show for you. Horticulture? <laughs> yeah. Probably, maybe. Uh, do you like plants? There's a botany one on there that I'm making up right yeah. now. So, on Patreon.com, you can donate one, five, or even $10 a month. Um... And uh, at the measly dollar level, you get a shout-out. $5 and up, you get to vote every single month on a game we cover, which, by the way, I'm going to post that poll today and give people extra time because we've not posted it. I've not posted it. Okay. Because um, we're going to cover a Patreon game in January, and I've not put the poll up yet. oh So I'm going to do that. And January is right around the corner. It is. But Andrew Coed. Coed, Coed. Thank you, sir. Caleb Dixon. Dixon. Keith Farnham. Farnham. Michael T. Hompasson. T. Mike Vito. Vito is Nito. Timothy McGowan. McGowan is a awesome. Old Timmy Mac. Good old. You guys are the best. All of you are individually and collectively the best. I would agree with this statement. If we made a top 10, you'd all be number one. So thank you to our Patreons. Thank you to all of our listeners because if I'm being real, I don't love you any less because you don't donate. Because uh, I don't know where you're going with this. Yeah, I'm just going to let you just The swim. world doesn't run on money. I don't care what you say, Johnny. I hate to tell you this, but it sort of does. 
despite the fact that Fine. we wish it didn't. My heart does not run on money. There you go. I'll accept so, that. We love you all. We hope you had a Merry Christmas or whatever it is you celebrate. We hope you have a great start to 2018. We hope if you have a Christmas tree up, you take it down today because it's a fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My Christmas tree is crunchy and dry and it's yeah. probably going to burn the house down. Yep. <laughs> if I go over and rub two lives together, this house is going down. <laughs> so what better way to send out the year than for you to mock our beloved Christmas tree? I'll be honest. It looks amazing. It's a very pretty I know tree. it looks like it's dying because it is. It is. Just like so, us at this moment yeah. in this segment. Yeah. Which means... Uh, stay tuned. Another year of this show, for whatever reason, is coming your way. Thanks for joining us. Again, we appreciate all the support that we get. Thanks for listening. It means the world to us. Trevor, let's send them out with something that they'll absolutely love and make them want to stay tuned for next year. Tell them, what games are we going to cover next year? Just give a little, uh, what games do you think we're going to cover? Uh, Candy Crush, Bejeweled. My farm Facebook game, whatever that is. <laughs> That's right. We haven't told everybody. This is our big announcement. We're changing formats. We're only going to cover <laughs> free downloadable Facebook, free downloadable games. Facebook games. Supported by McDonald's. <laughs> That's right. So stay tuned for that. Coming to you soon. Be jeweled too. <laughs>